0: To me, that's what I love about the SEC is that everybody's a little bit crazy. And I think Georgia turning up the temperature has made everybody even a little bit more crazy.
1: The most compelling regular season in sports, the one we can't wait to get started, and the one that never seems to last long enough, is about to begin. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 183 of of the Waitin' Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined today by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, as we break down the 13 SEC schools not named Georgia in this Southeastern Conference preview. As for UGA, our 2019 Georgia football preview show will be released next week. So sit back and get to know where we think the other 13 schools rank in relation to the Dogs for 2019. We touch on each team in the West and the six other teams from the East who will be competing with the Bulldogs for the division crown. And a quick heads up, our Georgia Preview Podcast will be question-driven. We want you, our listeners, to run the upcoming show. So follow us on Twitter at WSLS Podcast and send us your UGA-specific questions or comments. It could be anything from a comment about George Pickens' viral one-handed catch from Saturday's scrimmage to questions about what Tony thinks about the impact the new coordinators will have on the offense. And the defense, anything you can think of. Also, if you're not on Twitter and want to send us an email, we will be checking our WSLS podcast at gmail.com inbox. So send them that way as well. Thanks for stopping by. Hope you enjoy episode 183, the SEC preview show. You've heard the national preview that we did last week, so long ago. And uh, this is the official SEC kickoff preview show. This is like our own media days for SEC, and uh, we're going to rank the order of finish. Although, we might not mention Georgia. It doesn't mean that we forgot them. We've just we're kind of superstitious like that, because we are going to plan out a Georgia preview, which will come out after this one, and then we get right into game there's a preview previews. of a Vanderbilt game. Yeah.
0: That, and we, when we preview the Vanderbilt game, we'll actually be able to talk about the Miami-Florida game that just happened. God, I can't Which wait. will be kind
1: of fun. Can't yeah, we wait. Zero's coming up in like, like two weeks or a week. So,
2: I mean, I realize we're talking about the SEC. As a Florida's an SEC team, what do we think happens there? What do we think what? The Florida-Miami game.
1: I think they win. No, I think Florida better win that game. Oh boy, I'm going to be, Ooh,
2: I'm going to be spicy.
1: You know, what's interesting with the schedules for 2020 coming out today or with the schedules coming out <laughs> two weeks ago. Say
0: that again. Okay. How I'm not even going to try goes. to hide it.
1: We've recorded this the same night as the national preview. This is why we sound groggy. Yeah, but it's interesting because that's such big news. It's almost like you want to jump ahead, but you can't jump ahead yet. Maybe we'll get on into that as we talk about the schedules because Auburn got roasted with the 2020 schedule coming out after they made Georgia switch spots with them. And we can get into that later And Georgia's 2020 schedule looks pretty manageable, but we will jump into that because right now we're talking about 2019. We are in 2019 still correct, Tony.
0: We are. Uh, according to my phone.
1: Yes. All right.
0: Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. Uh, let's start with the West. And we were a large part of this preview too is just kind of the it's just I mean, it's just kind of fun to kind of rag on these guys a little bit. So sure. it's the SEC. So um, and we'll we'll do a prediction at the end. But yeah, we're not gonna talk about Georgia. We're, we're gonna nope. have plenty of time talking talk about Georgia. Also because we are doing this ahead, weird things could have happened with Georgia in that time. So yeah. let's make sure we're like I saw or the, other teams.
1: Yes. Like we got the media guy today, and the first number listed is number one, Brenton Cox. No. Nope. <laughs> and they published that. Never a little heard too of soon. Even.
0: So, uh, starting in the West, uh, let's do a general SEC overview first. Okay. And for me, the biggest thing, I think, generally, uh, I think you can make an argument that the big, one of the biggest stories in college football over the last three or four years is the biggest story in the SEC, and frankly, it is the rise of Georgia. <laughs> like, like, there are now two Alabamas, like, Georgia's not got to love the Alabama, they haven't won the title, I get it, well, no, one, no one's saying that's not the case, however... Um, there are two behemoths in the conference now where there were just one. And now other people are trying to make the behemoths. Uh, Texas A&M is bringing Jimbo Fisher. And the idea of this is not a conference that allows for Mark Ricks anymore. I, I know Georgia isn't a place that allows for Mark Ricks anymore. I feel like now this conference... Georgia's rise, I think, in the same way that Alabama turning into Alabama made everybody in the SEC a little crazy and made everybody a super intense, I think Georgia now raising to that level has just turned up the heat across the board in the conference. Texas A&M spins crazy to get Jimbo Fisher. Uh, LSU, uh, we'll see how the Orgeron stuff go. Like He was under fire all last year. All it takes is an early loss this year, and they're going to be right on him again. Uh, Tennessee, they turned into maniacs uh, when they were trying to hire a new coach. Well, I mean, they
2: were maniacs. Law, yeah, right? but just, I mean,
0: it was exposed in a it way. Was, yeah. It was
2: na- It was on national
0: news. And I mean. so I think that that, to me, is what's interesting about the SEC is you look at the Big Ten, and the Big Ten has Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, maybe Wisconsin, and then other teams that are just trying to maybe Nebraska, get their year. Uh, yeah, Nebraska. but I I don't think so, but I think Nebraska thinks they're there. Uh, and other teams that are hoping everything falls right. Oh, I'm so, sorry. I thought you meant the maniacs. Oh, no, no, no. I just mean like legitimate like Contenders, okay. Uh, people that think we should be able to compete for this stuff every yeah. year. Uh, I would argue in the SEC, every school... Bu- Perhaps Vanderbilt and Kentucky and Arkansas, and I mean Arkansas certainly had that in the past. Where I think they they thought they could be there. Oh, that's uh, right. Um, yeah, I don't think they're close, and they've been away for a long time. But like everybody's a lunatic now, and to me, this is the fun part about the SEC. Maybe Missouri—they're a little less lunaticle, but uh, they're still like they've got more SEC championship SEC championships than Florida does over the last uh, uh, few years. So I, they've got more SEC East championships
2: than South Carolina does.
0: Yeah, so like to me that's why that's what I love about the SEC is that everybody's a little bit crazy. And I think Georgia turning up the temperature has made everybody even a little bit more crazy.
2: You know, it's interesting. We we talked last week we had a reader question that made us ask or that made us think about the the southern regionality of college football. And it starts and ends with the SEC. I mean, yeah. we we talked about the ACC and ACC's crap. Yeah. I mean, beyond one team, they're crap. I mean, we could be wrong about that this year. I don't think we are, but the reality is, is that on any given season, there are usually three or four teams that could potentially be a college football playoff team. I mean, we'll get to this, but I, I mean, if you listen last week, we we I think we all kind of predicted two SEC teams in the college football playoff. Um, it's the only conference that's ever happened with, uh, and part of that has to do is uh, across the board. The top five or six or seven teams invest time, talent, and treasure in their their football programs in a way that no, really no other program, any single program in the nation, maybe save Ohio State does. And when you start thinking about how that works, um, it's little wonder that any conversation about you know, college football, despite Clemson's successes, probably starts with SEC.
0: Let's start with the West. Uh, I think that that, that's let's go let's go bottom up. Otherwise, we're just talking about. So we're talking about Arkansas first. Yeah, we're talking about Arkansas. Um,
1: (laughs) They have a they have a big opening weekend against uh, Portland State. Isn't that Jerry Glanville's team, or is is he out of coaching? I think
0: he's out, but uh, Uh, he's not Portland State. uh, I I appreciate though. Like honestly, I know people make fun of Arkansas for this, and they should. But like, this is exactly how Arkansas should schedule in the off season in in their non conference. Right, if you're Arkansas. You should totally pick four really winnable games. Yeah. That's what Illinois does. They only, said Illinois only gets three, right? Like, if you're at the worst team in the conference, if you've got four non conference games, you need to make all of them extremely winnable and then hope you catch a couple of breaks.
1: I'm just <laughs> disappointed that they're playing Western Kentucky because they got Portland State, Colorado State, San Jose State. You'd think they could have found like Georgia State or something Western like
0: Kentucky that, Western Kentucky State.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'll go with that.
0: I don't think any SEC SEC team will ever want to play Georgia State. I think there's no upside for any SEC team to ever Not that they're good or anything, but like I think Alabama plays them this year. G- Georgia State? I'm not trying to They've played them funny. before. Yeah, but I don't think it's reason like Georgia. I don't think Georgia State is good. But like Georgia State is full of people that they don't wanted, play them. Georgia State is full yeah. of teams that wanted to play. Players that wanted to play for SEC schools and didn't, and that's. Like, you know, occasionally you get like a. Anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Well, I think the thing with Arkansas is they lost to Colorado State in uh, Fort Collins last year, and Colorado State comes to the third uh, game of the year this year. So it's kind of like payback, revenge. I mean, it worked for Georgia a couple years ago, but uh, I just don't know if Arkansas has the horses to but make they sure might, they could beat might Colorado a couple State. Years they had a but, good
0: recruiting class. They had a good recruiting class. Like, they might in a couple of years. Yes. Georgia State opens at Tennessee. Oh, do they? <laughs> Love do they really? Which makes... I mean, if
2: you think about it, it makes a lot of sense, right? That's awesome. That's Sorry. Awesome. Good for them. Listen,
0: I like the little experiment of uh, when Bert uh, kind of came in and tried to make Arkansas a it Big Ten work. team. That did not work. They're excited about Chad Morris. Last year was horrible. I think it was even worse than they thought it was going to be. Yeah. But um, if I'm Arkansas, you're right. We talked about teams that aren't probably seriously trying to be... Arkansas is just trying to get back to a
1: bowl game and get like a little bit of footing again. We've already spent way too much time on Arkansas, yes. I think.
0: So they're just a bad team again. Yes. yes. Uh, Ole Miss. What do we think? Old, you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking about Ole Miss the other day. There uh, uh, will be a time, Wh- which will be the more anomalous uh, an, an anomaly. Whoa! And, an, uh, an, a, an anomaly. An anomaly. Yes, an anomalous loss in when we look back at the first year of the uh, of the Kirby Smart era. Losing at home to Vanderbilt or getting truly wiped out at Mississippi, which is the one that like, will seem absolutely insane
1: in 10 years. I think the losing at home to Vanderbilt, the way we did.
0: Yeah, but like,
2: I, yeah, I, I, I get the premise of your question. I, I think I agree with Scott. I mean, I, I,
0: look. Like, you play Vanderbilt every year. So every once in a while, something weird is going to happen and they're going to bite up and get. It. Sure. We they got, got housed, killed didn't show by up. Mississippi. Yeah, yeah.
2: That was also Exhibit A in that. And in, in two things. One, the crater in 2013 recruiting class by Mark Rick. And it did kind of prove the theory that the change was necessary. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't, I don't say that lightly because I loved Mark Rick, but that that game was just totally uncompetitive with a not good Ole Miss team. Well, a 7-5 Ole Miss team. Yeah. right?
0: At the time, they, we all thought they were good.
2: Right. No, we didn't yeah. belong on the field with them, and they turned out to be yeah. Exactly. And that was the a Kirby Spark team,
0: of course, but like those were, those are those are Victor Sure. And, um, um, yeah, that was, and it was also 150 degrees if they were, uh, Oh my corner. God, I'm still sweating it from that. It was so hot.
1: Well, Ole Miss is, uh, bowl eligible, not because they've won six games or will win six games that they can go to a bowl game this year.
2: Finally. Yeah. Yeah. I just, man, the loss of those receivers is just too much for them to overcome and it's, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you asked us, Scott, who we thought the first SEC coach to be fired would be. It's hard for me to imagine Luke, not Luke Ford, that's Matt the, Luke. Matt Luke. So Luke Ford's a ton in. Uh, Matt so, yeah, Luke yeah. getting fired. Um, they love him, like they, they do. They think and he's And, and that's why. That's right. why he goes four and eight, and they don't win an SEC game. He's done.
0: Okay. I don't think they fired him.
2: I don't think that. I don't think that happens.
0: I'm, I'm just saying very this on curious. The table. Yeah. Well, we get to Mississippi State again, but yeah, I'm. I'm very. That Memphis game is going to be an interesting one. Oh, yeah. They're losing that game. Yeah. So. Okay. Mississippi State, I think it's probably a good way to start. Speaking of kind of fun games, Kansas State at Mississippi State on September 14th Mm -hmm. definitely feels like the Kansas State of one conference playing the Kansas State of the other conference. Uh, My general thing is, I mean, my worry about Mississippi State is the whole idea of bringing in Joe Moorhead is he's this awesome offensive dude and uh, he's had all the success at other places. He's going to come in and make some sort of scheme. Recruiting is going to be an issue because he's not from the South, and we'll see how it all works. But he's, gonna, he's his scheme's going to work enough that it's going to be okay. And then last year, you know, in five, you'll take it. But it doesn't feel like I don't think the recruiting class was that great, as you wouldn't expect it to be in Mississippi State. I feel like they've got one or two years to, like, win as many games as they can. I always thought the Moorhead hiring was weird. For Mississippi State I feel like you've got to have Mississippi State's got to Like rack up recruits This is not a place You can go win with scheme It's like putting Burt At Arkansas And uh, so I'm concerned about that Long term I think they get some more wins This year I'm still concerned How this works uh, uh, Eventually
2: Yeah I mean We're mis- I mean you would have said The same thing about Dan Mullen 10 years ago Right It's a, it's a weird fit right. He's a weird guy For North Mississippi Or Central Mississippi Wherever Mississippi State is Um <sighs> It's a, you know, the recruiting there is hard. Um, I, I think the key with Joe Moorhead uh, for this season will be his quarterback play. I mean, he never figured out how to get Nick Fitzgerald on track uh, in the, the passing game the way he likes to. He does have the quarterback that's transferring in from Penn State. Uh, if there's some there, right. they could be a little, little better advertised. But, I mean, they had generational defense last year, and their offense just dragged them down. All those guys are in the league are selling insurance. That basically means they're going to revert to the mean. They're, they're probably a bowl-eligible team, but it's going to be close. And, yeah. And if they're not bowl-eligible, be concerned. I, I, maybe, I'm I not sold maybe. on Maybe I, I, I get you're not sold on Moorhead. I, I, I think it's a, a little early to say... If he had that defense he had last year, I'd feel really good about yeah, that. Yeah, but he doesn't. He he's not only Recruiting
0: and recruiting
2: wise, really is going to put him in a situation.
1: They're probably max eight wins. Yeah, on that. Yeah, for that There's schedule. schedule.
0: Their schedule sets up nice. There's
1: no, it's not. It's not horrible. Right. They got Alabama at home. Not that that means much. No Georgia. Uh, they got Ole no Miss Florida, at home too. Like their west. Their west crossovers are good. Right. Who's their quarterback?
2: Um, K- it's Kate K. K-, K-, T- K- Ton K- K- Thompson or. Um, uh, God, who's the guy that's transferring from Penn State? I didn't know someone was transferring. Maybe that's maybe Katon Johnson that came over with him. Either way, if their quarterback can throw the ball a little bit, they'll be uh, a little better than average. If not, they'll be worse than average. Well, hey, we should talk about Auburn. See,
1: about Auburn.
2: here's the thing. I'm glad you brought up Auburn. Yeah, well, they were next. Um,
1: can we talk about their 2020 schedule too?
2: They're next. Yeah,
1: we should. <laughs>
2: they're next on the list. Um, so I view Auburn, Texas A&M, LSU Kind of in the same batch I think LSU probably Rises above the other two A little bit Although um, What is interesting to me is I'm not certain that rah raw, rah raw rah football mm-hmm. Is going to let LSU offense Be LSU offense Like they promised If he does It's easy to pick them second yeah. Right if he meddles in the offense and that defense regresses a little bit, it's not hard to see AM being the second team in the West. Likewise, if 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 Malzahn finds a quarterback that can run his offense and he stays out of his own way and calls the plays that work, which he did a couple of years, um, Auburn can be the second team. I think if you were to try to try to suss it out. Based on what happens, particularly early in the season with Auburn, it's easy to put them next, which is essentially
0: fourth in the West. They can still be fourth in the West and a dangerous team when we play them. But it's funny that, like, you know, remember the whole idea with Auburn is the year that they get Alabama and Georgia at home is the year they're supposed to be really good. Right. I don't think they I don't stand a chance. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I know people think that Auburn is one of the – I don't, and I feel like you know, they've got all October on the road. The, the, like, I feel like if the wheels could come off this year a little bit. If they lose that Oregon game, mm-hmm. like if they lose that Oregon game, you've got at Texas A&M, you've got at Florida, you've got at LSU, you've got Georgia, and you've got Alabama. There's five losses right there. Right, but you could... And I mean, that, you that's only accounting for something weird happening in Ole Miss or something weird happening in Mississippi State. I mean, I don't know, man. I uh, I think it's...
2: Look, Auburn fans. Auburn fans won't want to hear this, and nor will they hear it in the season. You could have two three point losses to Georgia and Alabama, and be a seven to five team. Yeah, right. right? Um, and that's wholly on the table for them.
1: They do have eight home games, and their last four are at home. Yeah. So that that's going for them, and they have a week off before they play Georgia.
0: Yeah. One way or another, giving him that extension was insane. Like that. That it's, it's peak Auburn. Like. It was such a strange thing to do because, of course, even like, yeah, sure, they had a great year, and then but like, it's Auburn, they're always going to turn on it. Like, that's the way it works.
2: They could well have been playing footsie with Bobby Petrino, yeah. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know. So, what
1: happens if they start I'm the season not. three and three, or
2: who are the three losses? Oregon, Oregon, be Texas, Oregon,
1: AM, and Florida, and then maybe they lose to LSU, so they're four and four,
0: and they get George and Alabama.
1: What like, if? They go if, six and six. So Crazy. I got a question: if yeah, he's, they, if, six they and six, he's done. if they pulled the ripcord on Gus like midseason, you think they would? And then second, would you start hearing talks of throwing the the bank at uh, Urban Meyer?
2: I don't understand why Urban Meyer would go catch it all right. I'm, I'm just, just saying. I don't understand
0: that, why any Satan person would want to subject themselves to that. Yeah,
1: and, I mean, but that seems peak Auburn because it seems like what they did when the whole Bobby Petrino thing. Yeah, no, it feels
0: like what they'll do. It's Auburn. They'll they'll probably. I mean. At that point, you know, go uh, is, is Bryles available? Uh, is, uh, no, no,
2: that's, that's not – yeah. Show mm-hmm. cost. Uh, in all honesty, they'll go after Matt Campbell and Iowa State.
1: Before we jump off Auburn,
2: the, the 2020 <laughs> schedule came
1: out. And remember, we've talked about this on the podcast, what, six months ago when Georgia agreed or somehow was strong-armed into switching traditional dates with Auburn where next year we're going to play them in October – and we're going to play Tennessee in November, and people were saying, why would you help Auburn out? And we were thinking we would get Alabama and Auburn back-to-back, which it came out, and we're not going to get Auburn and Alabama back-to-back. We're going to get Alabama third game of the season next year. However, Auburn was trying to avoid having to play two big rivals at the end of the season. What they're doing this year is they're playing Georgia at home, and then they get Samford, they get a little cupcake, and then they get Alabama. So it's kind of like a little get all the kinks worked out after you – lose to georgia and then maybe you can put up a fight against alabama well they got their wish next year georgia switched with them and they played georgia october 10th and they still play alabama the last game of the season but they don't have that little cupcake game before alabama next year no
2: who do they play
1: they play lsu (laughs)
2: is that game at lsu
1: it is at home versus lsu but then they go to alabama so sorry. That game's
2: not at, at LSU.
1: No, it's it's at Auburn. Jordan okay. hare All right. sure. Sorry, sorry, but that would have been awesome. I was
2: hoping for a night game at Jordan Hare. I mean, at, uh, at at Death Valley.
1: Yeah, but still, it just shows you that you know
2: there is a God and He loves us. All right, so have so fun with that. Next, next.
1: Are you going to say Texas A&M? I'm
0: going to say yeah.
2: Let's say Texas. Ah, uh, yeah, Texas A&M probably. Um, I, like I said, I, I stand by what I said. There's there's a mushy middle between LSU, A&M, and Auburn. If you just make me pick, it's probably A&M next. Dude, they have the, the hardest schedule in the nation. They do. Period. They do. Full stop. It's totally insane. At Clemson, at Georgia, they get Alabama home, at LSU. I mean, they play the
1: three best teams in the country. Their last two games. On, on the road. Their last two games are at Georgia, at LSU. Yeah. To finish the, the campaign.
2: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: (laughs) I think it's safe to say, like I said, we're not going to talk about Georgia. I think it's safe to say Georgia will not have to face a team they played two weeks prior in the SEC championship game if they made it. Because they won't be playing Texas A&M.
2: Yeah. And I don't think they'll be playing Auburn.
0: That is insane. I mean, like, the whole... All of college football is being dominated by what Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama are doing. And they play all freaking three of them. Yeah. And they get out at LSU. Yeah. (laughs) It's absolutely nuts. And who knows? They also get Lamar. And, you know, (laughs) he throws a javelin in an incredible way. Lamar is... He's a man on the mic that they call Lamar. Uh, Oh, wow. Revenge of the Nerds for it. Yeah. That's awesome. Revenge of the Nerds uh, movie that has... uh, uh, Aged Not
2: well. aged well.
1: <laughs> aged so well.
2: Look, Texas A&M couldn't easily be the best 7-5 team in the nation by a bunch. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, yeah, and I don't you,
2: say that lightly at all. Well,
1: because you think, assume that they're going to lose to LSU, Georgia, and Alabama, and Clemson. That's four. That could cause them to lose other games.
2: Right. I mean, they could be 8-4 and four in, what, 5-3 and three in the conference
1: or they could easily be six and six yeah. because they yeah. can't keep up against Ole Miss and and they sneak up and bite them or South Carolina.
2: Yeah, I can't go that far. But <laughs> like, I mean, listen, I the, the, hear what you're saying. Could
0: be a top five team this year. Yeah. And lose three games.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're <laughs> not.
0: But like that's that's just it's just too brutal. So let's play a little thought
2: game. Let's make some assumptions about two teams in the college football playoff. Let's not say who they are, let's just make an assumption. Two SEC teams. A third SEC team makes the new year six. Let's say those two teams are LSU and Texas AM. Texas A&M is 9 and 3 with losses at Georgia uh, versus Alabama and Clemson. You have an LSU team who is second at 6 and 2. Their losses are Alabama and fill in the blank uh,
0: Texas. Texas. Texas AM. <laughs> Texas AM.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah Texas AM. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Do you take the 10? I think you take Texas A&M take because 10 10 they will have won at 100?
0: LSU at the end of the year. Okay. So I think you'd have to take Texas A&M yeah. because they would have won late in the year at LSU. Okay. I think that game may come down to whoever that to whoever that game is, who that third team is. Probably gets that. Unless Florida gets on a good run or something and only loses that's, to Georgia. That's cute. Well, right, right. Speaking of that, how about LSU? Well,
2: raw, raw, raw,
1: raw, they opened with, with Georgia Southern. Raw, raw. That's interesting.
2: is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think LSU is a solid football team. Uh, there's just no way around it. Their defense is still good. Their offense should be improved. Talent-wise, they're not quite where um, they're not quite to Alabama. And you know, there's only one other team in the conference. It is. Um you know they're a little dicey on the back end. Um, you know, if they have any running game at all, they they should cruise their,
0: through their schedule with the exception of a couple of games. Um, I kind of love that they're doing the run play up. Like it's weird to think of like. Urshin doesn't seem that kind of dude that would do that. The, What's that? Do the RPO? Do the, do the run play? I'm like, I'm yeah. To yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the part about it is like if he lets a, if he lets that offense be RPO, they're probably pretty good. I mean, or is it going to be ready when they play Texas? Like, like there's a non-zero. Scenario. I know we're, we were last show we were skeptical about Texas. There's a non-zero possibility lose, that yeah. LSU loses yeah. to Texas, and everybody's like, oh, oh wow, we got to fire Urshin. <laughs> like, like if they win that game, then it's kind of smooth sailing. They got Florida at home, which should be interesting, but. I, uh, if they beat Texas, they could be undefeated going into that Alabama game. Yeah, but if they lose to Texas, it could all fall. Like it's LSU. It feels like LSU is always one of those places where it's like everything is wonderful, everything is falling apart. Very much like Auburn in that way. And like they're 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 either third or fourth in the country playing at Auburn uh, Alabama at the beginning of November, or they've lost to Texas and they want to they want to carry Mattis his head on the stick.
1: Yeah. Will this be the first time that LSU Alabama has not been played at eight p.m. On, a, on CBS in a while?
2: Yeah, yeah, and LSU fans are uh, pretty upset about that because that game is a Death Valley. Um, but you, it's that's in not. Tuscaloosa, is it? Yeah. Okay. Either way, you're over two. I don't care. It's short of Notre Dame, yeah. just you know know
0: your role. Die and then Alabama. Oh,
2: yes. Oh, yes. Alabama. Oh, oh yes. So, a yes. couple of questions. The Of course, there's been a lot of uh, explaining about the coaching situation last year at the end of the season, blah, blah, blah. Let's not forget Alabama won all of their regular season games by double digits. Yeah. Uh, that was not a bad team. Uh, that was just a team that got um, either out coached or out prepared in the national championship game against a team that one handedly. Absolutely should have won, but also had incredible, um, incredible third down sets.
0: Yeah. Right. So the to me almost I feel like one of the scary things about Alabama is the fact that they almost lost to Georgia. <laughs> like I like I don't think Georgia's team was as good as Georgia's team was two years ago. And for Georgia you mean to, last year, yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and so I certainly for, think they're better this year. And yeah, so my point is that like I think I, I, we all agree that last year's Georgia team was not as good as the one two years ago. A hundred percent. And. Georgia basically ran over them in, for the first two and a yeah. half quarters of that game, right? Yeah. So, like, that should have been a sign, I think. that not say that Georgia wasn't good. Well, and I Obviously, mean, we're frustrated how it ended. <clears throat> but Alabama did not look great. It required Georgia having totally focused on Tua and then having Jen Hurts come in and, like, that's what, obviously, what changed. It's not that Tua was bad. It's just that there was a clear game plan for Tua, and then they didn't have a game plan for Jalen because they didn't account for that because how weirdly ironic that would be that they'd that way. So, to me that should have been the warning sign, was, I know because of the fake punt, there's this idea that, like, Saban got Kirby again, but for most of that game, Kirby was out coaching. uh, 100%. And so I think that gets lost a little bit is because they won that game and went to the national championship game. And and therefore, the story's been about Clemson ascending rather than Alabama taking a step back. That's what I'm curious about. Uh, Empires crumble slowly and then suddenly. Uh, And I don't know if this – I think the schedule works out pretty well for Alabama to have it – not crumble to any stretch, but obviously the recruiting's obviously still been good. But you know, I think people think Alabama is gettable now in a way that I feel like they haven't thought it since I moved here, <laughs> and and, yeah. uh, and I think that that's uh, I think there's good reason for that.
2: Well, I, I think if there is a place where you worry, look, if they had anybody but to yeah. as their quarterback, but, look, bring him to his brother. Bringing Sarkeesian back to be their offensive coordinator should raise the red flag. Mm-hmm. There was a reason why Saban didn't ask him to stay around after the interim gig when Kiffin left. Uh, it's interesting to me that bringing him back after a year as offensive coordinator for the Falcons, uh, it's hard for me to get my head around that. Look, they're twelve and 0 team. No. Talent-wise, period. Schedule-wise, they're a non-conference Schedule-wise, period. They're twelve and 0 team.
1: And they get it, South Carolina from the East.
2: Is there a world where they go into the SEC championship one loss? Sure. Maybe Texas A&M bites. Maybe them. Texas A&M. Or, or LSU. Maybe Auburn. Yeah. Maybe, maybe something weird happens in that game. But the reality is they're, they're probably a 12-0 team going mm-hmm. to win the SEC championship. And we'll see what
0: happens in the East. But Yeah. We'll leave it. Right. But, yeah, I don't see any reason to think the Alabama isn't going to win the US again. Yeah.
1: I think um, you're being too cute if you try to think oh, yeah. that there's yeah, you're, a you're, you're
0: patting yourself on the back. Which is funny because I, uh, we'll get into this when we get in the East. Uh, do you think any team in the West, uh, if you are under the assumption that you think Georgia is the favorite in the SEC East, which I think most people do, uh, you would put above, Would pick second in the East? Like, do you think LSU, Texas A&M, Auburn are better than every team in the East other than Georgia? A&M and LSU are. one hundred percent. Auburn could be, but I'm not willing to say that. Well, let's start with that now. Let's start with, uh, to the East. Uh, let's start with Vanderbilt.
1: Why not South Carolina?
0: Ooh, it, We can start with South Carolina. They have a returning quarterback. Um, and they
1: have a very tough schedule, and their defense is better. No,
0: let's talk about. Let's start with South Carolina, though, just because. Because a, because listen, their schedule is really tough.
1: Yeah, and could we could be in seventh place in the East. And we have talked
0: about the idea. Uh, remember when we previewed the South Carolina game last year, we yeah. talked about the notion that like this is their swing. Yeah, like this is their swing. Everyone's so amped. They know that Georgia is rising and they and what happened they they got stomped, and they finished uh, uh they didn't do it, right, and so like to me, if you're concerned, if you're South Carolina, you were trying to hit a bank shot of Georgia not working out, Kirby not making Georgia into what it is, and Mustchamp being able to rebound after the, that Florida just being a bad situation now, I kind of feel like Tennessee's gonna whatever your thoughts about Tennessee, they're clearly. Trying to get back to a place where they should be able to be above South Carolina Florida's already above South Carolina You can argue that Missouri's above South Carolina Kentucky's been over above South Carolina the last couple of years You gotta be worried uh, If you're South Carolina Because Muschamp was a let's get the train back on track guy he didn't. Maybe he caught a break and he turned out to be What Florida thought he was But if not, he at least got the train back on It's Is this what the train getting back on track looks like for South Carolina? I mean, that's worrisome, right?
2: Yeah, maybe. Um, it's just hard for me to... I mean, his recruiting has been good enough. Right. He's been there long enough. He's returning a quarterback, which He's is... He's been there forever. Not right. great, but good. Right. You know, I think the frustrating thing for for Meshamp probably is he had some he had some stars on the defensive side of the ball and had Debo Samuel mm-hmm. and didn't capitalize on that. Um, is it going to be any better going forward Probably not. Is it going to be South, yeah. any worse this year? It's hard for me to say that. It's, it's hard for me to think they're behind Vanderbilt, Kentucky with the losses they had, and right. probably Tennessee. Right. But, you know, I think you're right. I think they are mired is not exactly the I word. I feel like
0: the window, the, the window for them to be what they were hoping they might be able to sneak in is closed.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I think, I think no matter how you look at it, unless Georgia, something weird happens with Georgia in the next couple of years, right. um... They will be there, um, and then you know some combination of Florida and Tennessee, right. maybe Missouri, if you know yeah, we'll Barry Odoms, right. whatever, and and the, the the scholarship restrictions don't kill them. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's also is is nine
0: and three the ceiling for them? Yeah, and are they okay with being like the Tax com bowl every year?
1: Well, oh, yes. their fans is I've been, I caught fine the other day and heard a couple oh, yes. South Carolina fans Still appreciate calling. The they they always. sure are high on their Gamecocks this year. And yeah. I, listen, I, when you've got a st- quarterback that's been there for four sure, years,
0: you feel good.
1: Sure, and you know, here's here's the thing. I like they seeing. feel better about the quarterback situation than Georgia's going to feel about theirs going into next. Season. <laughs> I, think I think I think. I mean, I don't think there's any question, right? Think about all the years past when South Carolina has been the, the fly in the firm. ointment yeah, for cool. Georgia because we played them early. I really like seeing South Carolina the, what, sixth game of the season like it is this year. That's the best time to catch them because you don't want to play them second or third game of the of the year like we have in the past. The only, bat, the only downside, again, they have an off week before they play Georgia.
0: So does everyone else. Yeah,
1: I think five or six teams do this year. Yeah.
0: Who are we doing next? Vanderbilt. Let's talk Vanderbilt. i want to talk a little love for Keyshawn Vaughn, former Illini. Keyshawn Vaughn is a stud. He's a stud for Illinois, and he's a stud for Vanderbilt. He's even more studly. And uh, he is awesome. The
2: now, problem is, it's like you can only hand him the ball so many times. Yeah,
0: and and But he is awesome. It makes he's me good, happy to good, see yeah, him awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: that guy's playing in the league.
0: Yeah, right? he's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, but yeah, everything else. And listen, they've generally been on, like five years ago, they went in three games. You know, I mean, Vanderbilt is... I mean, uh, they they've made balls through the last three years. If yeah. you're Vanderbilt, and they keep
1: beating Tennessee, not terrible, yeah.
0: that's which not terrible. I'm here for.
2: Although this year, man, they lost a lot. They lost a lot.
0: It's basically Vaughn, 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 Yeah, Von, it is. Von. And it
2: is. Uh, um, so, is there a world where Derek Mason gets fired if they go three and nine?
0: Three yeah, and nine? I think yeah. you got to consider it because that's a big step back. That's a big
1: step back. And
0: and, and listen, it's not. You know, it's not.
1: Like they they've they got four wins on that schedule though at least
0: uh, maybe I mean East Tennessee State at Purdue is tough that's a hard that's a hard game Northern Illinois is probably a win UNLV is probably a win uh,
2: otherwise
0: I mean and listen I'm on record as saying that there's going to be a moment in the Georgia Vanderbilt game I agree. where the the like, whoa, is whoa, briefly whoa, tight
2: whoa what's going on here yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe yeah, Vaughn busts it, out a big run. It early, could be seven nothing. Yeah, the, I'm on record saying that before the talent actually like still kind of catches up with him. because I think they're going to be as amped as Vanderbilt can be for a game.
1: Uh, uh, they'll be amped for that game. Well, and so will all the sixty yeah, percent Georgia fans right, that are going right, to be right, there, right,
0: including me. Uh, but um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that's the worry though is. It's just going to wear on him. It's just going to wear on him. Um, and there's a, they could start 0-3, maybe even 0-4, maybe even 0-5. And, and that gets Mason fired. Yep. Kentucky.
2: Speaking of losing everything. Yeah. Um, look, the, the narrative on Stoops is that what he built last year which was a which was a perfectly good SEC team right They were they were competitive they played strong defense they had a good running game uh, they weren't quite ready to compete with the top of the conference they're showing in the bowl game actually was good right So the trick for him is going to be winning enough games this year to allow talent to replenish right. um, because they can't they're not in a situation where they can reload. That's just not there. That's not Kentucky's thing. Um, unfortunately for them is that because they're Kentucky fans, they are also Kentucky basketball fans. <laughs> uh, and once they once they get the sweet sweet taste of cocaine, they need more cocaine.
0: <laughs> well, does cocaine uh, make you feel like? It makes you feel like doing more cocaine. It makes you feel like more
2: doing more cocaine. Um, it's George Carlin. Yeah, right. Um, but you know they're going to be okay this year. They are making a bowl game is not a stretch goal, but it's the ceiling's pretty close to seven and five. I and mean, when you look at their schedule, they've got uh, three easy non-conference wins. They got three easy non-conference wins, but where do you find the other four? Right, they got four uh, easy. Four, yeah, Louisville stakes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Louisville. Yeah, yeah, so, but you know, where do you find where do you find the other two? Um, if you're
0: going to get to maybe
2: Arkansas. Uh,
0: if you can beat Missouri, Tennessee, or Florida at home, just one of those teams, yeah, yeah. you're probably in a bowl. Right. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, they
2: won Florida last year; their best team in a generation uh, for the first time in yeah. twenty oh thirty
0: three years. So, I would hope that he has gotten enough goodwill from. What oh, he well, did I think last he's fine. I mean, the yeah. they,
2: they crater it could get ugly. Yeah, but I don't think the crater. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I, I think I think seventy five is. A reasonable ceiling, six and six is not outside the realm. If they're five and seven and lose, and and the teams they lose to are better than advertised, he's fine. Right, right, right.
0: Okay, Missouri, uh, do not get uh, my friends uh, from St. Louis started on the sanctions. They get very fired up. It's so stupid, and they're right to be very fired up. So, so
2: if you're a Georgia fan, you haven't paid attention to this. Missouri got hit because there was a rogue tutor, literally. A rogue tutor from five years ago?
0: That sounds like a horrible John Grisham novel. It does. Me. Rogue tutor.
2: Um, what from five years ago or four years ago? Basically, was doing work for football players, right? Um, by all accounts, not under the direction of anyone. She just took it upon herself to do the work. Uh, it, well, I mean, she took it upon herself. She told football players, and yeah. so and Missouri, and
0: Missouri self-reported
2: this. Missouri self-reported they took the George away. Mm-hmm. Get me started. And so, uh, you know, they really showed the big programs by bringing the hammer down on, on Missouri. Um, loss of four or five scholarships a year, bowl ban. No bowl game this year. Right. Um, I really, really hammered The good news for Missouri, they all could transfer with no penalty. No one transferred. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. does a lot. And also, by the way, they have a quarterback you've heard of, Kelly Bryant from yeah. Clemson.
1: He's injured. Uh,
2: He'll be, yeah, He'll be back. He'll be back. He's yeah. not like injured. Injured. He's yeah. He he got dinked. Um. So there is. And, and if is doing a lot of lifting in this sense. But if Derek Dooley goes and pulls packages out of what was successful at Clemson when Kelly Bryant took them to the national championship, then they probably are pretty good offense.
1: Well, they got that huge tight end. Yeah. And they always have good receivers yeah. over there.
2: So. Yeah. So you know, it's not. I mean, seeing them in third place in the East doesn't doesn't shock me in any stretch of the imagination. Seeing them second place really doesn't, because Florida. We'll get to Florida in a minute, but Florida has Florida has a lot of variance.
0: Um, so very possible they're undefeated when they come to Athens. By the way, yeah, very possible. They got their toughest games are at Wyoming, they get West Virginia at home, which would be kind of interesting. Uh, Ole Miss at home, at Vanderbilt, at Kentucky, they can win all those games. Yeah, and uh, but it is just weird because again, when there's no postseason. No, it's just weird. It's just like every every game is a bowl game. Yeah. They have
1: an off week before they play Georgia.
0: Uh, of course they do. Imagine yeah. they're undefeated. Imagine they're undefeated. Yeah, heading into into
1: maybe yeah. Georgia will come out in a night game wearing black jerseys. Oh, there we go. just don't do it versus Notre Dame. It's just it's
0: it's never that much fun to talk about a team that's banned from a bowl game when you're previewing previewing the season. Yeah, like it just takes a lot of the fun out of it because you can't really like you, we're all projecting and playing for a title. They can't do any of those things. So. I mean,
2: they, they stand a reasonable shot at go in 9-3 or 10-2. and, two. Yeah. and
0: can, they play, can they play in the SEC championship game? Nope. The, yes, that's the thing, man. Imagine that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri, Georgia goes undefeated but loses to Missouri. Missouri, <laughs> and Georgia takes their spot in the SEC
1: championship. And then game. goes to the college football, then,
0: football. That's kind of a funny thought. Uh, that's not going to happen, obviously, but it's a funny thought. Um, it's just a bummer. It is a bummer. You want them. It doesn't seem fair. I think they overreacted. But uh, if they were North Carolina basketball, they probably would have just... Uh, uh,
2: Sanctioned yeah.
0: uh, North they, Arizona. They would have they waved a, wagged a finger at them accusatorily. <laughs> Tisk Uh Florida Gators, I think the... I don't think... For the record, I think... We're not making any predictions. But uh, it's hard to... You have to be getting... Like you said earlier, uh, Scott, too cute to pick a team other than Georgia to win the SEC East. But if a team is going to win the SCCs East other than Georgia, I think it has to be Florida. Well, we haven't talked about Tennessee. We've got to talk about Tennessee. <laughs> Never heard of them. So um, <laughs> We didn't forget about that. I almost thought we were going to like sneak by. Did we forget? Yeah, sorry. Um,
2: here's my concern about Florida. Um, they are thin. They don't have depth yet. Um, they lost another starting defensive back to Achilles industry recently. Um there's a lot of – Felipe Franks really that came on. There's a lot of people looking at that bowl game. Um, it's interesting. We're willing to dismiss the Georgia-Texas game, right? Uh, and a lot of people – we look at the Florida bowl game, and, and we get excited or excited, <clears throat> nervous about what they can do. Um, I, I'm not saying Florida won't finish second in the East. No. It's hard for me to conceive of them being good enough to beat Georgia. It just is. Um, I think you're right. It it, it can be cute to pick any team other than Florida, although I would make the argument that Missouri, because of their schedule, stands a decent shot of being second in the East. Um, But the the interesting thing to me is that there's a, if has a lot of, again, if carries a lot of weight in the sense, if Felipe Franks is, uh, progresses and if their offensive line is any good and if their defense can keep it together. Um, and there's still something going on with that team, with all the transfers out. Sums the, the up the criminality problems. Mm-hmm. It could, it could be, it could be Mullen processing out issues, yeah. um, and we'll know that over time. But they've lost a lot of guys who put yeah. their name in the in the transfer portal, and this is a team that is going to struggle to get eighty-five scholarship players. Yes. So that that makes me worried. I mean that that reeks of. Um, 2010 Georgia, uh, to be frank, so that um, I'm not I'm not predicting them a good five and seven by any stretch of the imagination, um, but also, frankly, that's why I'm a little interested what interested to see what happens with that Miami Florida game because there is a world where Miami comes out and just lights them up and look out and on on top of me getting. Uh, very, very excited in ways that Scott uh, Will does when he talks about Jake Fromm. From.
0: Um I—I the good I don't do that when I talk about Jake Fromm. I just when he makes the throw. Yeah, we must move on. No, it's fine. for those of you that are just listening to the podcast for the first time, <laughs> yeah, before, first
2: time. There's 20, there's twenty or thirty times a game. Um, you should see a doctor about that. But you know, there are there's a world where they're nine and three, and I said that about several teams. There's also a world where they're five and seven, Ooh. and it's not hard to look. It's not hard to squint and see that.
1: I personally hope there's a world where they go six and six, but two of their wins are versus FCS teams, and they can't count yourself,
2: that. I set you up for that.
1: And then they can't go to a bowl because they only have six wins Towson, and two are versus
0: Thousand and Tennessee Martin, The Tennessee mighty Martin retrievers. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was T Martin at first, and he just had to take it on so Yeah. So let's let's so let's talk. Speaking of, speaking of Tennessee, let's talk about Tennessee. Let's
2: see. One, oh, yeah. two. I'm just looking at the...
0: Are you still so in Florida? Get,
2: no, it's Tennessee Martin, Towson, Florida State. Man, it's hard to see them losing that game. Let's talk about Tennessee. Yeah,
0: I think we should talk about Tennessee. They didn't make a bowl game last year. I've, I've completely forgotten that they did not make a bowl game last year. Yeah, I'm wearing their bowl t-shirts and undershirts. <laughs> um, uh, they, it feels like they, like... I know that there was a transition year. For Tennessee, it feels like if they they get if they win seven games, they can mark it as progress. Like, in market as progress, um, to me, I have to say, you know me, I'm still relatively new to all this uh, compared to you guys. I feel like when Tennessee missed the opportunity that they had two years ago when they're winning on a last second play against Georgia and everything felt perfectly for them all year and they still blew it at the end, yeah. I will never believe in Tennessee after that. Like, everything landed exactly right for them that year and they still couldn't do it. So, for me... Yeah, it's, it's interesting that
2: Pruitt, I mean, let's let's just call call it as what well it is. Cheney went to Tennessee. Both teams were happy, right? <laughs> right. Well, Friend, of course, is at Tennessee, the former uh, line coach. There's no doubt that that's Georgia improved there. Garantano's a decent quarterback. They've got his receivers back. The trick for him is that he can't throw to receivers if he's on his back. Their offensive line was abysmal.
0: Let's not forget what their last game was. They got blown out at Vanderbilt. Yeah, at Vanderbilt. (laughs) Um,
2: I mean, they should be a little better defensively. Um, There's a little national media hope that's placing the, well, Jim Chaney, offensive consultant. Yeah, they wanted him. Yeah, they they wanted him, and Georgia lost him, and blah, blah, blah. Are they a bowl team? Sure. Let's put them in Birmingham and let them play a bowl game. Uh, Are they going to do anything other than make somebody besides Georgia miserable uh, with a close game, Georgia and Alabama. Right. this what was a uh, close game, possibly. Um, but the reality is, is that they probably lose to everybody, but Kentucky in in Kentucky and Vandy in the East, right, right. and you know come in somewhere in the the you know three and five range.
0: And then there's Georgia, and we don't need to talk about Georgia. We've Georgia.
2: heard about them. We'll talk about them. We'll next talk week. about
0: Georgia. We'll talk about Georgia. So, so there's the SEC. Uh, I think it's. I, I. I mean, there's no reason to pick anything other than chalk. I'll be honest.
2: Yeah. So so in the West, uh, just to, to run through it real fast. I have Alabama, LSU, a and Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Arkansas.
0: I do think Texas A&M is actually the second best team uh, yeah, in the SEC. West, probably are. But yeah. The schedule is just crazy. Yeah. And we'll talk
2: a little bit about the East next week, but um, just to throw the bottom three teams in there, I think it's Tennessee, Kentucky,
0: and Vandy. Um, I can see. I can see Vandy. Coming up and biting
1: somebody, yeah. I Good. got Vanderbilt fifth, South Carolina seventh. Wow, woo, boy, that's. That, I aggressive. mean that
2: that means they miss a bowl game and He's likely. To, oh, I don't know. If I he mean, survives. he's in trouble. Yeah, he's in trouble. No, probably not fired, but right. in trouble. Right. right. That'd
0: be really fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> All right.
2: All right. So what else? What you got, got? got for us?
0: Well, it's um, also a late night here because, as we mentioned, we've done two, two shows. So if we if we if we, we if we cut tight here,
1: yeah. So I've got two things. Uh, one. I have a podcast review Ah. that came in. And um, I guess we did get Twitter questions uh, about a week and a half ago. And um, if you say so. We are going to get to them, but a lot of them are Georgia-related, so we are going to do that on oh, the, the Georgia preview yeah, show. Our, our
0: Georgia preview show is so going to be question-driven. It's going to be
1: question-driven. Obviously, we're going to have our regular preview. And we're going to ask for more questions yes. on top of your previously
0: Like The, the way end. the thing is to organize the questions around, here's the offense, here's the defense, here's yeah, the schedule. I guess that's step, more work for
1: me. Name. Sorry, man. That's all right. I'll do that. So um, I'm, I'm going to let you all choose what we do first. A podcast review or the best names in college football best for 2019? Okay. How All right, so I've there? got probably like 10 listed okay, that, that I weird. found. Uh, Arkansas has a linebacker. That backer. is so weird. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, it's like Kansas, but there's letters at the beginning? Oh, when, and let me let me tell you this, Will. Keith Dunlap of the Gresham Media Group wrote this article where I got my information. Thank you for, for noticing a byline. Yeah. So um, Arkansas is a linebacker. His last name is pool. Yeah. And growing up, his dad really enjoyed playing bumper pool.
2: Yep. His name is bumper pool. Man. And so he
1: named him bumper pool, mm. okay. which is a great linebacker name. It's not terrible. And it's a great game. If you've ever played bumper pool back in the eighties. Yeah. Red balls and a white ball. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. All right. So Stanford also has a linebacker with a cool name. Thunder keck. Okay. On the tackle. I feel like Thunder, Thunder in anything Keck. that's one syllable, I think you're in a good Yeah, spot. I, can, I can live with that. Well, Thunder's middle name is Justice. So Thunder Justice. this guy, yeah, they're getting this guy has that it. That is like a... Like a yeah. I mean, he person. must be smart. He's that Stanford. sounds like the title of like a Nicolas Cage direct <laughs> video movie. Well, you know... Thunder I, Justice. Thunder you, Justice. You man. know, one thing I, I really liked about the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie were the names. Oh, yeah. Like Cliff... Wait, now I'm forgetting. Uh, Cliff, Cliff, Cliff uh, Booth, uh, Brad Pitt's character.
2: Charles Manson. From. <laughs> cre- squeaky from. This Squeaky from.
0: Look at That's that Tarantino. ridiculous. Where did Tarantino come up with such a crazy name as Squeaky from? <laughs> wrong
2: um, oh, wrong guy. Sorry.
1: <laughs> now I'm forgetting Leo's <laughs> name. And, uh, Rick. 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 Uh, Rick uh, Moriarty. Rick, I don't know. Uh, I haven't something. seen it,
0: So it's Rick something. Yeah. That's gonna bug me.
1: You're Rick. He, he looks at him in the car. He's like, "You're Rick." Blanken. I'm, I'm just remembering yeah. it too. I can't remember. Somebody's screaming it there. I, this is
0: my favorite part of podcast. people scream at, the, at their phones.
1: All right, Cal has an offensive lineman. His name is Gentle Williams. Gentle Williams. He made three starts in 2018, so Gentle will be blocking down in Oxford the third week of the season.
2: Remains my f- most amazing matchup.
1: All right, UNC and Mac Brown. He has a defensive back. He's a freshman three-star prospect. His name is Storm Duck.
0: <laughs> okay, I
1: like that one. Storm Duck. I do like that one. Ohio State has a freshman, highly regarded running back named Steel Chambers. Ooh. Oh. That sounds like a name from uh, Boogie Nights. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it does. And then a couple of Steel others. Steel Chambers.
2: <laughs> Meat roller girl. A couple
1: Boogie of others Boogie. that uh, honorable mention. UCLA. I don't know. I don't know these guys' positions, so I'm going to have you guess their position. UCLA has a player named Soso Jamobo.
0: That sounds like safety. A safety, yeah, free safety, safety. Of corner. So so,
1: I love that. Oklahoma State, Chuba Hubbard,
0: <laughs> <laughs> nose tackle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> better be.
0: He's a kicker. <laughs> oh God.
1: South Florida has Eddie McDoom. McDoom, defensive yeah. back. Uh, that sounds know. like a defensive back. Yeah. Yeah, wide receiver, defensive yeah. back. Rice has a player named Jaeger Bull. Jaeger Bull. That sounds like a character from Mike Tyson's Punch Out.
2: Bald yeah. bull. Uh, he's at Rice. Yeah. Um,
1: he would be the punter. He's a chemistry <laughs> professor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're a bull. Yeah. North Carolina State has Bryce Swackhammer. <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> Bryce Swackhammer. He's <laughs> a quarterback. And nah, then my favorite. I like Bryce I think this guy's a kicker. I'm
0: getting his jersey.
1: This guy's a kicker or a punter. This is my favorite name for some reason. UMass has a kicker or a punter. Let me make, let me say this in my head this first, so it. I don't mispronounce it. George Georgopoulos. George Georgopoulos. One hundred percent a
2: kicker, though. Yeah, one hundred percent kicker.
1: So those are the That's best names. Black Hammer.
0: I like that. Yeah. Okay. Reviews.
1: Yeah, we got a podcast review that came in on uh, July seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. The handle of this reviewer is Nasty B nine nine zero zero two. But despite the name, the the ominous name, he left us a five-star review. Title of it of the review is great podcast. He says this podcast is easily creeping up to be one of my favorite UGA podcasts. It's guys like me discussing everything UGA football including the game itself. We do talk about the game itself sometimes. Recruiting, family, tailgating, Athens and everything in between. True fans with great chemistry and unbiased Slightly, he put that in brackets. Opinions, go dogs, go dogs. Okay. P.S. The SEC SEC chant is the official war chant of quote. We don't play cupcake schedules like the ACC and Big Ten do. I don't
2: know, man. but we do. Yeah, like <laughs> <I was trying laughs>
1: Florida is playing two FCS, two FCS teams. Yeah, but, but thanks uh, for the review. Yeah, that's a great review. We appreciate that. Nasty B ninety nine zero zero two. Couldn't get nasty an B nine I Yeah, had to get that one. And uh, I guess
0: I know this was a tighter show than usual. Not tighter,
2: I, but shorter. Okay, I do have. I do have. There's one Twitter question I saw that. I, okay. I think we. So guys... I
1: had the uniform and the yeah, hashtag. We well, we'll I guess we'll, we'll get to those. We'll it's have a to table night. that. This it's
2: is late. Late. totally okay. a straight up SEC preview question. Okay. This is from Ryan Allen Buckner at Buckner. What three SEC games this year would you want to go to the most and why? So let's just pick.
0: Good let's question.
2: Let's just pick good. one. Good
1: pick question. one
0: each.
2: So.
1: It has to be SEC games.
2: I think it could be SEC adjacent. Any SEC, 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 SEC game,
0: one at least one SEC team. So, has to
2: be
0: can, I, can I can I say mine first? Sure. You should go. I'm very fortunate. We're all going to this one. I, I don't yeah. see how it's not Notre Dame, Georgia. <laughs> like to me, that's it's the ticket of the year. Yeah, it's uh, it's they're probably, who knows and whenever they're going to come here again. It's game day is going to be here. It's a night game. I mean, it's. I, if I didn't care, if I'd never even knew anyone that lived in Athens, Georgia, I would want to go to that game. So sorry, I took the obvious one.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny that would be my first one too.
1: Well, you know, I like to make documentary videos. If I were to say, you know what, I'm going to put on my documentary hat and interview people and put like a little three-minute video, four-minute video together, I would have to go to Oxford and see California Play <laughs> Ole Miss because I would love to cool put my camera and a microphone in front of different opposing. You know, I like the idea that idea. You think it's faces. all going to be like Tweety professors that are traveling to Oxford? Yeah,
0: no one's going.
1: You yeah. know, and and that's part of the discovery yeah. because that's what I have conjured up in my head. But that might not be. Maybe it. some
0: literary people will come. Just no one from
2: Cal's is going to to that game. Yeah, yeah. mine's LSU at Texas. Yeah, um good. it's going to be a, it's going to be a great party because it's Daryl Cairo's will You going to go for the tacos? Uh, I want to go for the tacos. I want to go for the LSU people, and I want to go for Texas not being back. Okay, so we have done it. You have wasted yet another hour with us,
0: and, uh, and now it's like now it's the real deal, guys. Next week, next week is the Georgia preview, driven by you, the listener. Uh, and then we're previewing Vanderbilt, and yep. then we're doing our post game shows, and then we're on. And this is this this thing is is really happening. It's, it's happening. Busy. Do we but,
1: have but, do we ha- do we have any more spotlight series coming up?
0: Uh, yes, we have two. Uh, I will do my, uh, first I will, there's a, a friend of mine, uh, colleague, I guess, at New York Magazine called, named Ed Kilgore. He is a political, we're not going to talk about politics. We'll probably touch on it, sure. but, uh, but, uh, he is a Georgia guy, a diehard Georgia football fan, and he is a longtime listener of this podcast. I'm going to talk to him, uh, in the next couple of weeks. And of course I will be doing my annual, uh, talk with Seth Emerson, uh, to, our uh, annual season preview talk with Seth Emerson. Which I think he's always kind of one of our more fun shows that does involve us.
2: Yep. Uh, also, I've already set up the Fun Office Pools. If you have not uh, seen that, tweet at me. I'll make sure you get it. Uh, but you can go look for the WSLS, uh, WSLS uh, college football pickum at funofficepools.com.
1: And the uh, winner this year, we're going to give out an actual award. Yeah, we are. It's going to be a combo pack, a prize pack, of a Waiting Since Last Saturday coaster, a Waiting Since Last Saturday sticker, and, and an 100 empty, business
2: cards okay. 100 business
1: cards and an empty bottle of bourbon that we'll oh, sign oh I like it
2: unless you're unless yeah we'll sign it unless you're under um, unless you're under 18 and then we won't sign it uh, oh under 21 we, 20. then we won't sign it
0: um, if you're under 18 no, I
2: don't think yeah. can't be in the same movie yeah it's a whole different movie so <laughs> alright guys gets real next week alright go dogs go dogs
1: And thanks so much for listening. Get your questions and comments ready for the Georgia Preview Show that will be listener-driven. We'll be recording that on August 20th, so you have plenty of time to get those in. Also, go ahead and sign up for our Fun Office Pools Pick'Em Contest. The first-place winner this year actually gets a prize pack, which we'll surely be adding to as the season progresses. The gifts that the winner will get, that is. All social links, our podcast email, and the Fun Office Pool link. Will be linked in the show notes of this episode, so make sure you go check that out. Have a great week. We'll see you on campus very soon, and as always, go dogs.